Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod. Um, it's just myself, and you might also hear Florence babbling away this week. Um, Catherine is currently on her baby moon, which is super exciting. Yeah, so it's just me. So I thought we'd actually just jump straight into this episode. I hope you enjoy this chat with um, Home Sweet Home Birth. This week we have the lovely Jamie and Nicole from Home Sweet Home Birth in Canterbury. They're two mums from North Canterbury who have an incredible six children under six between them, four of whom they have had at home. They created Home Sweet Home Birth to make home birth prep that little bit easier for those interested. They can put together birth kits which are available to hire as well as offering support to mums considering home birth. This support comes in the form of answering any questions, offering home birth planning sessions, doula support or if needed sibling doula support too. Jamie and Nicole want to help take the fear out of birth for mamas and make home birth more widely accepted as the most normal option. We have so many questions for you both, but first up, thank you so much for joining us. Um, could you just quickly say hi and tell us a little bit about you and your families? Hi, I'm Nicole. Um, I've got three children um, who are five, uh, three and a half and 17 months. Um, and they keep me pretty busy, um, and I had the two younger ones at home. Lovely. And Jamie? Uh, my story is much the same. I've got one who's <laughs> five, <laughs> one who's turning three um, in a couple of days, and then one who's um, 18 months. Oh, nice. And yes. Nicole was saying you are sister-in-laws, so that's how you know each other. Yes, yep, yep. Um, pretty lucky to have done that journey all just together, you know, yeah. having that somebody yeah. to connect to who's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been pretty special. And how special for the cousins having each other to grow up together with? Yeah, totally. Pretty lucky kids, those yeah. ones. Oh, how yeah. fun. So let's just dive straight into it. Um, our first question for you was who can have a home birth and how do we know if it's for us? I think um, home birth can, well, anyone can have a home birth really. Um, Ideally, you'll be um, a well mama with a well baby, Um, but that doesn't necessarily always have to be the case. Um, Yeah, it's recommended and it's safest for you to be kind of that low risk um, person. So if you were okay to have a baby at a, um, a birth center, then mm-hmm. you're definitely okay to have a baby at home. Um, some situations there might be um, where you are, it's like suggested for you to give birth in hospital. Um, a classic case of that might be um, a VBAC. Oh, but yeah. um, in, in those kinds of situations, it's it really is your choice. So um, if you are still keen on having a home birth and as long as you've got a supportive midwife um you're still good to go okay yeah and are there there are some midwives that don't 
like to do home births aren't there so do you think that's an important question to ask your midwife early on yeah definitely um it's definitely and I think um regardless of where you think you might give birth at from the get-go because often it's not until we're halfway through our pregnancies that we decide home birth might be a good idea of course. um and then it's kind of too late if you're with a midwife who isn't very prepared for that or supportive of it yeah um we're pretty lucky in Canterbury that a lot a lot are yeah. but um I know this podcast is not for people just in Canterbury mm. so um yeah it's definitely a good idea to ask those questions right from the get-go and get a good picture of what your midwife values um at the end of the day a midwife who's in support of home birth um are typically someone who's got a really good understanding of physiological birth so mm-hmm. if you're wanting a natural easygoing birth then um home a home birth midwife is probably going to give that to you um okay. regardless of where you birth so yeah um so if you decide that you do want a home birth how do you prepare for this practically and emotionally um yeah so I guess um like practically there's stuff that you kind of need at home um you want to sort of have an environment that's going to um you know be comfortable and supportive for you to to birth in um Mm -hmm. and I mean generally obviously it's it's your own home um I did have one of my home births in a rental so um (laughs) you know maybe a couple of extra considerations there but it, yeah. you know it is is still possible um and I mean I guess that's kind of where our our business idea sort of came from is that you know it's thinking about and, and making a list of all the things that you might need at home um mm-hmm. and it's not extensive um some people may or may not choose to have um a pool um and you know you can hire birth pools um, some midwives have their own within their practices okay. um, or you can use um, there are a few different kind of just paddling pools on the market out there that you can yeah. use or your own bath at home um, so there's sort of considerations I guess around if you want a water birth um, and then it's it's really just um, things that you should mostly find around the house um, towels um, we would recommend making like a, a birth mat, which um, is sort of just like a, a plastic sheet with perhaps some padding um, in it that you can have um, on the floor or next to the couch or on the couch, wherever you may end up birthing. Okay. Um, that's just sort of um, a bit more comfortable than um, perhaps being on the bathroom, straight on the bathroom floor or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like people would say, oh, you need, you know, bo- pots of boiling water and things like that to sterilize things but there's there's really nothing like that needed um your midwife brings all of the sort of medical equipment as such with them um and um you know rubbish bags simple things like that but um really nothing too sort of um out of the ordinary um but it it can can take a bit of thinking to pull it all together so um yeah I'm not sure if I've missed anything Jamie um, I guess practically um, considerations for um, pets as well, which mm. um, pets can, dogs, cats, they definitely pick up on um, you and what, what's going on for you when you're in labour. Um, some can be really 
actually helpful (laughs) and others can be really hindering um so just just something to keep in mind um we when I was in labor with my first my cat went just weird um started kind of launching at my legs and scratching me so oh wow I um I definitely made sure there was a plan for him to be locked in the bathroom yeah Um, and also I just didn't want him kind of sniffing around the placenta and stuff but yeah (laughs) um yeah but people definitely have their their pets at birth but um yeah, just, I guess, having a strategy for them. Have it in the back of your be. mind just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and likewise with the um, siblings, which yeah. um, I think if, you've, if you're planning a home birth and you've got other children, that would be probably one of the first things on your mind, what's the plan for them. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in terms of planning emotionally, how, how else can we plan for that? Or is it kind of just like birth in general? Um, I think it is kind of like birth in general. Um, if you've got a good understanding of physiological birth, um, unfortunately, we're pretty well conditioned from a really young age to think that birth is um, a medical emergency. It's scary. It's loud. Um, it needs to be in hospital. We've got we kind of think of birth, and we've got already an image in our head. Mm. Um, and for the most part, home birth really does break down those um, ideas. Um, so there is a bit of prep there um, to kind of reframe what you believe is is birth. So it yeah. does take a lot of kind of educating. Um, yeah, just, just understanding the hormones involved in labor, the process of physiological labor and birth. Um, yeah, they're probably the biggest biggest things to wrap your head around as well as having a bit of a plan on what you will do for pain management because um we'll get into that a little bit later but Mm. obviously there's not a lot at home um and otherwise I, I guess if you've already a lot of people who are having a home birth although I thought it was a lot of people who are having a home birth were um, usually second-time mums, but what we've found with Home Sweet Home Birth is often they're actually first-time mums, which oh, really? we've been quite surprised at, Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really, really cool to see. Yeah, that's but, amazing. Um, often it is somebody who's who's had a traumatic first birth who wants to um, do anything they can to not end up in that situation again. So yeah. um, emotionally there would be a lot of healing from that, that past trauma as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And if we want to have a home birth, who who attends a home birth? And in New Zealand, is there any requirements that we of who we have to have there? Um, so I guess um, the same whether you were um, at home or whether you were in a primary unit or you were in, like, the public hospital, um, for your um, labour, like, just – general sort of laboring time um there only needs to be one midwife present so um like and not the whole time just like you know when you're in labor eventually you make a call to to go to hospital um so when you're at home um you will obviously choose a point in time that you're going to let your midwife know that you know you're in labor and it's it's getting up to a you know decent sort of stage um I think you said is there any requirement you do have to be at least in your 37th week um gestation um if it's before that then um they're technically not allowed to 
be at home with you if it's premature. Right. Um, so your midwife will, will pop along at some stage um, and then prior to baby actually being born, they'll call for um, for their backup um, because there needs to be two midwives present when baby's born um, where possible um, so that when, once baby arrives, there's one for baby and one for mama okay. um, to, in case, um, you know, one needs more attention than the other or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you can have whoever else you want there, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first home birth, I just had my husband and um, the two midwives there um, and it was all quite calm and, um, you know, chilled and, you know, we just kind of had the time to ourselves and my eldest daughter came home um, the next day, um, whereas my second home birth, um, it was it was like a party. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, I had my midwife in the backup, I had a student midwife, I had a photographer, um, I had my husband, I had Jamie there, Aww. my mum there, my daughter there. Jamie had her um, youngest, who at the time would have been, how old would Leo been? Like five, five weeks. weeks. Oh, wow. Um, did I miss anyone? Um, so, yeah, there was there was a lot more people um, second time round, but honestly it didn't feel like that. And, um, you know, because you're at home, people can just, you know, do bits and pieces um, at some yeah. stage I'm sure my husband was on the coffee machine and um you know there's it just it feels okay yeah. to have you know those people there and having my daughter there was really special as well um and so um you just you know you don't have to ask anyone's permission to have people at your home birth um and I think yeah it's a it's your space and um yeah you're the you're kind of the keeper of that really yeah and that's probably I don't know if you've noticed maybe through COVID people opting for home birth like um yeah definitely both of my babies were lockdown babies so I could only have my partner which Mm -hmm. was totally fine I don't know any different but yeah I just wonder for some people it's so important to have more support people with them so maybe yeah. they would opt for a home birth so then they can have whoever they like. Yeah, that was definitely a huge. Yeah. Um, COVID's been a huge um, kind of kickstart of um, of home birth, I think. Yeah. There's been a lot of people who have wanted to, um, yeah, have that additional support or just not want to go to the hospital. hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and be... <laughs> Be exposed to those those things and have to wear a mask. And although I think it, you know, depending on on which part of of lockdown it was, they still did need to mask at home. But um, mm. yeah. Um, Who did you have at your births, Jamie? Did you have as many people um, as Nicole? <laughs> no. So my first birth, um, I mean, my first home birth um, happened quite quickly. Okay. Um, so once I'd rung the midwife. Um, she came in from Cust and she was like, oh, yep, okay, we're 17 metres. Once that bag of waters goes, we're probably going to be pretty close. And then 40 minutes later, the baby was there and oh, wow. the backup midwife hadn't quite made it in time, Yeah. Um, which does happen sometimes, but mm. that's okay. It is what it is. She was on her way um, and she arrived just after the baby was born. Okay. Um, so she arrived with her student um. So at, at first it was just uh, my husband and I with the, the 
midwife who arrived first and then she rung the extra midwife um, who brought with her a student. So okay. then there was three of them. But just after that, my, my actual midwife, um, who was off call at the time, she didn't want to miss out on the fun. So um, she oh. arrived as well with some cake and some coffees. and Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, so and, and we all just kind of hung out and had a wee um, debrief and a chat and I had a shower and got all snuggly. And so it was lovely. There was like, yeah, I just felt so wrapped in support. There was four four of them there in the end. Amazing. And, um, they were all there for me, and it was really special. Yeah. Um, and then the my second second home birth, um, I had my two daughters there. Um, so at the time, my oldest was just uh, three and a half, just over three and a half, and my youngest, um, seventeen months. Cool. Um, so that was really special. They were there just. Um, right right towards the end they woke up all sleepy from bed and came yeah. and saw and um, so they were there um my my midwife was there plus a student um and my husband and then same thing happened again the um the second midwife didn't quite make it in time but she was there within kind of 15 minutes after Your babies um, are and I think they quick. must have yeah, I think maybe she wa- walked in the door just after you did she, Nicole, or just yeah, before? Yeah, I think we pulled up about the same time, yeah. Kind of arrived at the same time. So then Nicole was there as well to um, support with the girls in that, that oh, time that... afterwards, got them dressed in their brekkie and oh, that's got so me some special. food and stuff. Yeah, cool. it's definitely a different way to do it, but it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. it sounds amazing. So you briefly touched on it um earlier but what are your options for pain management if you are having a home birth so um for all three of my births and I think maybe for Nicole as well we've used TENS machines okay um and they've been really awesome for just just a bit of distraction from Mm -hmm. the pain um they just are wee electrode pads they go on your back and you've got a wee controller that usually is can clip onto you or go around your neck um, and you can just push like a boost button every time you get a contraction just to intensify that um, that like electrical kind of buzzing feeling. Okay. Um, and is that so something the, you can hire? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we have them at Home Sweet Home Birth. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can hire them all over the place and sometimes midwives have them as well. Yeah. Um, so they're great if you're looking for something like, I guess that you would use. You can use it at hospital or at home. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's all kind of really the standard stuff that you'd reach for if you were already if you were in pain at home, like mm-hmm. maybe a grain bag or a hot water bottle, um, moving around, stretching, um, and maybe a hot shower or jumping in the water. Okay. Have I missed anything? no I think those are kind of the main things really um I mean there was something I know that um you had mentioned briefly the other week Jamie that some midwives are starting to do um which I certainly don't know a huge amount about which is the um the saline injections um in and around the like sacrum and lower spine um Mm. but I think that would be very individualized to some midwives at the moment I'm not sure kind of much about that okay at the moment yeah Um, definitely it's becoming more popular so if you're interested in that um 
sterile water injections where they yeah. um, use a wee needle and um, inject a small amount of um, saline into your just underneath your skin. Okay. Um, and it kind of just gives like a wee blister or a bee sting um, type feeling, and it sounds like it's incredibly painful mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Um, probably not something I'd be that willing to try, but, um, yeah, it sounds like it's quite, quite a popular option, particularly for people who are really, um, suffering with some back pain. Maybe they've got a posterior baby or, um, yeah, their labor's just a little bit harder. Yeah. Having that, um, that kind of, yeah, stimulation of pain, like extra pain or different pain just, (laughs) just changes the way that you, um, your brain can, can control it yeah ah interesting i have i've never heard of that i think it's i think it's pretty like what is it in topic right yeah kind of a new thing a new thing probably it probably has similar like um you know foundations as things like acupuncture or like dry needling sort of um like pain theories i would imagine yeah okay probably similar to a tens machine i think yeah, in a tens machine. I'd yeah. choose a tens machine over that any day, but each yeah. their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to have options, potentially. Good to have yeah. options, definitely. Yeah. And and I guess, obviously, with a tens machine, you can't use it in the water, so maybe of that would course. be something that they could do when you're still in the water, just um, obviously lift you up and dry you off a little bit and then yeah, give do it, it and then you can still have that, yeah, that effect underwater, I assume. I don't know that for sure, but... Mm. yeah. Huh, something yeah. to look into. Yeah. So during a home birth, how are mum and baby monitors? That's um really just as far as um like using using a piece of equipment to monitor, mm. um it's just the same little Doppler that you'd have um at your kind of antenatal appointments. Yeah. Um they use use that same same Doppler. Um they can also do um, your midwife can do a vaginal exam if that's um, what you want or um, agree to that. Then then that can be done. Otherwise, I think midwives who do a lot of home births or um, care for a woman who are often having completely physiological births, they get to know pretty quickly when things aren't mm. going to plan. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Women make very specific kind of movements, sounds, um, kind of the way that they breathe or the things that they say, and you can you can see how labour is progressing just from those kind of cues. Yeah. Um. So an experienced midwife would be able to pick up on those things and know when something just doesn't seem right with you. Um. Yeah, just the same as they would at um at a primary birthing unit. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we don't like to think about it, but I'm guessing that you know you have plans in place for this. But if there are any complications that happen during the labour or birth, um, and you might need medical intervention, what what happens there? Is it just similar to if you birth at a primary birth unit, where you then just get transferred to the hospital? Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly the same. Okay. So the midwives are still connected in with. Um, with the secondary or tertiary hospital, um, depending on where you are. So they can um, contact the obstetrics team at any time, just as they would 
um, from the primary birthing unit. Um, so if they noticed something wasn't quite right or maybe your blood pressure was heating up a little bit or they noticed something a little bit funny with the heart, the baby's heart or um, whatever it may be, um, maybe labour's taking a bit longer than they would like or um, anything really, they can just give the obstetrics team a call okay. um, and they can kind of make that decision together as to um, whether or not a transfer is needed or if they can continue to monitor at home before transferring in. Um, and depending on what the situation is, that might be a transfer via an ambulance or that might be a transfer just in the car. Okay. Um, yeah, and usually the midwife, if, um, if it was kind of a, an immediate emergency, the midwife would go with you in the ambulance if that yeah. was um, happening. So with that, is it preferred if you are a certain distance away from a hospital to have a home birth? Or if you live, you know, two hours away from a hospital, are you, is that something you're still able to do? Um, I don't believe that there is any kind of distance that okay. they no. that they recommend or say. I guess that's um, why you have helicopters, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it would depend on um, your your midwifery team as to obviously they have to get two of them up to you for or or down to you mm. or out to you wherever you are. Yeah. Um, so uh, that might be something where I know that there was a couple of instant instances here where they um, had a home birth planned, but because of staff shortages or. Um, someone being on their weekend off or whatever ended up being um they said we'd really love for you to just come come to um the primary unit okay um because we can't get two mid two midwives to you yeah um so at the primary unit it can just be like your lmc plus the charge midwife mm -hmm. um whereas when you're at home you don't have a charge midwife so it would need to be or a core midwife um so it would need to be your midwife plus a backup or backup. another person from the from the team. Okay. So when they when they're a wee bit stretched, that might be kind of a um, yeah. If if you were just a challenge, yeah, yeah. If you're a little bit closer and they um, and they knew that they'd be able to get from you to somebody else if they went into labour easy enough, then then that would be fine. But um, yeah, so it's, I think it's just a it's a very individual kind of situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, some some rural families do choose home birth, um, just purely because they don't want to have to travel and labour. Yeah, fair enough. Um, because yeah, it's a long way to go often, yeah. and um, you don't know how quick this baby's going to come. So mm -hmm. it's just easier to say you come to me, and then I don't have to move or you'd risk having a baby in the home. car. Yeah, I was going to say you'd rather have it at home than the side of the road. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So. Once baby's arrived, what happens next? Um, so um, I guess that's one of the really nice things about home birth is there's there's kind of no pressure as to what happens next, I guess, you know, provided that everything's gone well. Um, I know with both of my um, home births, sort of once um, baby had arrived, um, I sort of sat in the pool for, for a while um, and and had um, placenta delivered while still 
sort of just resting in the pool um, and then got out um, and my birth mat, um, which was still nice and dry, um, <laughs> was popped up on the sofa for me. Um, and with both of the boys, I just kind of got comfy and um, both of them, boys being boys, were straight to the to the boob um, and <laughs> classic yeah they're still well no one's still there um and just kind of just took the time to just relax and and take it all in and um I think everybody else just sort of um did the same for a while really um and that time's just um your own um and then I guess once once you feel ready to um I know um your midwife will want to probably check that you're all good um, yeah and so whether you just do that in in the comfort of your own lounge where you are um or you know your bedroom or, or wherever then um sort of wee bit of a check there um and obviously babies checks um which are the same as what happens um in the hospital um but again um I know with both of the boys it was probably close to an hour later that that sort of thing happened nice um and then obviously um with both of my home births um you have to empty the pool Mm. um which isn't as awful as it sounds um we were lucky with both um to have like really good um emptying pumps um and so once you've emptied out most of the water um your pool will have a a liner in it which you can just kind of pick up and throw out um and then sort of you know give your pool a bit of a in fact actually one of them we just left up till the next day gave it a wipe out and and deflated it um but um yeah there really wasn't a great amount of mess Um, the midwives are amazing at um at helping with that um and throwing loads of washing on or um you know those kind of things but you know there's time to sort of chill out and have a cup of tea and and something to eat and it just there just doesn't seem to be that urgency or you know someone else needs the room yes um, yeah yeah there's so, no there's so, nowhere else for you to go so yeah. you don't need yeah. to worry about changing rooms or um like that, doing yeah. anything and I know Nicole had um both of hers in the water but I had um mm. I didn't have a birth pool for my first so <clears throat> I just chose, I knew that I had had a land birth for my first baby in hospital. And so I was like, that's how I, that's how I know how to give birth. And I felt kind of better. I knew I could get through it with that TENS machine and perineal hot packs. And um, so I didn't, I didn't bother with a pool and I just made a birth mat and that just literally got all rolled up after we finished with it and just thrown in the rubbish (laughs) so it was easy it was just really easy um and we didn't have a pump for um a water pump for my second baby I had him in the water but um that pool I think pretty quick by my husband just bucketed it and maybe a student midwife she might have at some point yeah Yeah. it was me and the the student midwife yeah so they just the garden they just watered the garden. Easy. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I didn't give birth to the placenta in there because um, the baby was getting quite cold, so we okay. jumped out. Um, so there wasn't like a heap of blood or anything in there. It was just a bit of am- amniotic fluid. It's, it was a pretty clean pool, so yeah. Mm. They just um, emptied it out onto and the if ground. You, if you need stitches after the birth, is that something that your midwife is able to just do for you at home? Yeah, definitely. Yep. So I. Um, for my first home birth, gave birth to my 
baby like just kind of on the floor up against the couch and then um yeah what I just stayed on that same birth mat um and they just set up like a sterile um area and while my baby was getting weighed and um that those checks being done um my one of my midwives or actually I had <laughs> I was I was searched by the student midwife at the time so I had my backup midwife and my mid and my midwife on each side of me holding onto my legs because obviously you don't have stirrups and your knee when you've got your legs spread apart they can get you kind of get a bit of a shake on on your legs so they just kind of comforted (laughs) me had my head yeah I just rested my legs on their knees and they just like kind of held my legs which was really a lovely like kind of comfort at that time yeah um and then yeah they just used um local anesthetic just okay. like they would yep. at hospital yeah and then just did the sutures yeah so the only difference I had I needed sutures for my um first baby in hospital as well and um that one I was going hard on the gas like it was just a really kind of traumatic experience the whole thing <laughs> I was really really worked up by it but I managed to just remain so much calmer at home yeah. and um didn't really need that I just had both of those midwives there um comforting me and chatting to me and I could hear and see everybody kind of weighing weighing the wee baby and talking about how gorgeous she was and you know all that stuff so it just um it didn't have the same kind of fear and worry to it as yeah. what it did this time oh that sounds yeah. so lovely it sounds very peaceful and then yeah. you get in your own shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in your so own that, bed. Oh, yeah. Yep. Lush. <laughs> yeah. And my, I think my midwife even like put fresh sheets on my bed and oh. load of washing on the in the washing machine, fresh sheets on my bed. Um, yeah. Had my shower, came back out to a nice wee. They were all drinking coffee, but it was like. 12 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning by that point. So I was not drinking coffee, but yeah. <laughs> had a nice piece of freshly baked cake. and Oh, lovely. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. um, what, what would you do or how do you get around, say, maybe if your partner is not super keen on you to have a home birth and what supports are there out there for the partner? We were pretty lucky on that front, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's certainly something that, like, I think quite a few people have have brought up um, with us or, like, it's something that's quite commonly spoken about. Um, and I think it's understanding perhaps initially what your partner's, like, concerns are around the birth. Like, mm. is it the clean-up? Is it the, you know, the safety and things like that? And actually making sure that they they do understand, you know, that actually home compared to a primary unit perhaps isn't so different. Yeah. Um, and and just kind of working down to break down what their concerns and fears are first mm-hmm. um, rather than just kind of accepting that they're not keen on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, going from there perhaps. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if they, if they perhaps aren't – feeling super comfortable about it but you go ahead with it anyway what could you do to support them or is it like I'm the one giving birth so you're just gonna have to 
be okay with this and you have to support me. I know there's definitely some people some out there like that, that, yeah. that are yeah. like that. Um, I think I would need my partner to be completely on board before yeah. I felt comfortable doing it. Yeah. Because um, as much as it's your birth, it's it's their birth too. It's the yeah. whole um, whole family experience. So it is important that everybody's feeling comfortable um, yeah. in my eyes anyway, but not everyone see that the same. Yeah. Um, I guess – um, I was thinking before when we mentioned this actually that mm. um, right when we first started Home Sweet Home Birth we always had intentions of doing like stories from the dad's side oh, and we yeah. haven't really done that eh so I think we yeah. should probably start that up again but yeah that would um, be really great yeah just just trying to um, I know Home Birth Canterbury do um, like weekly weekly gather I mean not weekly monthly like meetings or gatherings where okay. you can connect with other families who have had home births or are considering that. Um, so usually it's just the mums that turn up, but even if you can connect with some others who have had home births before and just get them to chat to them because yeah. um, sometimes blokes talking to blokes is the one that gets it over the line instead of just, yeah, um, yeah you kind of hounding them and hounding them. Sometimes they just need another guy to be like, nah, it's really it's good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And usually and usually it's not just that it's all good. They, they're like, they really prefer it. Yeah. Because they have so much more control and they feel so much more, um, I guess, useful. And, mm. um, yeah, it's a really beautiful experience for them as well to be able to, you know, I remember um, Matt knowing exactly where everything was um, when I asked for like ice cold water or um, yeah. needed him to kind of get a flannel and, and rub my head down. He knew where to find those things and to help me. Um, and then he just sat sat there doing that on his like comfy couch for a bit. And then the midwife said, oh, can you go and throw some towels in the dryer because this baby's going to be here in a minute and we'll warm them up. Yeah. Um, so he could, you know, have that job and, and know what to do. Um, whereas in our hospital, he kind of just, stood at the head of the bed holding my hand kind of like looking around like what the hell is going on yeah, yeah. um which is probably a pretty common feeling and I know I'm um, I think he probably won't like me saying this but I'm pretty sure he gave himself a UTI um holding oh, on because yeah. you know you can't use the toilets yeah um in the room you have yeah. to go off down the hallway to find the toilet and there was just never a, an appropriate moment. moment for him to get out for that oh. that long so being at home meant that if he like needed that. to go to the toilet, he could just go to the toilet, you know, yeah. he's at home. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good thing for dads to be um, yeah. at home. Yeah, and then they can sleep in their own bed as well. They don't have to sleep on a couch or a chair yeah. or – yeah. yeah, yeah, or get kicked out altogether. Yes, yeah. 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 So we've probably touched on a few of these, but – great to get it out there again what are the main pros of having a home birth and then what would you say are perhaps some of the cons we kind of made a you know a bit of a like a bit of a list really and I think you know some of the key things are like it's it's a familiar environment um that you know you and your husband are uh, you know comfortable in um it can be quite calm um, because you know there's not the hustle and bustle and bells and whistles mm. from outside the room. Yeah. Um. You know it's it's just you and your your team. 
Um, and when, you know, and you, from a from a like hormones of labor perspective, yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, you know, totally. oxytocin is such a um, what was the, it's the main kind of hormone involved in labor and birth, mm. and um, it doesn't work when there's adrenaline. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's when we think about kind of primal. Um, our primal brains that are doing the release of, of oxytocin um, they need that dim dark quiet um, warm comforting um, relaxed space yeah they don't need the bright lights and the um, yeah. bells and whistles and the adrenaline of a, of a hospital mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I mean you know you don't have to think about when to go to hospital you know and that all those things that can interrupt that flow of hormones and mm. and things too um and you know there is more research happening around you know the good outcomes from home birth and and it you know being the safest you know the number one place to give birth but it's just getting people to to understand that yeah um you know you don't have to pack bags for baby and you and you know, all of that, thinking about what to take to hospital. I mean, sure, it's great to have some stuff ready to, to go um, should you need to transfer, but yeah. there's probably less less sort of worry about those kind of things. And like we talked about before, husbands can stay the night. You're in your own bed, <laughs> yeah. all your own home comforts, you know. Um, and, yeah, they're No probably, trying to find a car park. No yeah, trying to find a car park, yeah. True. Or that travel in the car. Like, I only had to go to Rangiora with my first one, but, like, that seven minutes or whatever it was, like, really didn't want to ever repeat that. Yeah, no, contra- having contractions in a car is not fun. No. <laughs> is there any other pros that we'd thought of, Jamie? Um, selling it pretty well, to be honest. There's, pro- there's probably, oh, and just like, ro- so many what more. we talked about at the start, that you can have anyone you want there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can have your kids there if you want them. You yeah. can have the, pet, the pets there if you want them. Yeah, very um, special. Yeah. Really special overall. Yeah. Your husband yeah. can sit and watch, you know, the tennis or the cycling while you're Yeah, the TV. <laughs> the, the TV. The TV, man, I got so, through so much of my series that I was interested yep. in just watching the TV while I was like, I don't know, probably like <laughs> seven, eight centimetres. <laughs> Great distraction. Yeah, really yep. good distraction. Just yeah. easy on, on the ball. Just nice, yeah, cruising yeah. through the evening, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, you probably don't want to promote them too much, but what would you say <laughs> some of the cons are of a home birth? Um, I guess a couple that we talked about is obviously, um, you know, just pulling what you need to together to have a home birth, and you know, that's kind of how we came to create Home Sweet Home Birth yeah. is because. You know, we found that is one of the things, you know, getting a pool from here and a hot water heater from there and a TENS machine from there and making a birth mat. We were like, actually, you know, we could make this easier for other people. Why didn't we think of it before we had our babies? Mm. <laughs> Why didn't we um, buy our pools before we had them? Why yeah, didn't we yeah. buy our pools? <laughs> um, you know, so there's, there's things like that. Um, and, you know, like obviously you do have to um, – put things away again at the end and, and whatnot, but I don't really think that they're massive cons. Mm. Um, 
And someone else can but, do that. You don't need to be worrying about that. Exactly. I haven't done yeah. it any yeah. of the times. It's always been like my husband or, or yeah. other people. Yeah. It feels it feels big, but really it's no different to packing the hospital bag. Like it's, Totally, yeah. yeah. It's all good. Um, and then probably the other con, which I averted completely with my second home birth, um, is that you are, um, without realising it, you're kind of you're at home so um when you're in hospital after a baby you're confined to the hospital room yeah and you don't have the chores that you have Mm. at home you know you don't have the washing or the dishes or um even just a long walk to your bedroom like you're confined to that small space and a bed and not really any responsibilities yeah so um yeah, having a baby at home just puts you in that space where you kind of feel like you should be up and doing something. Or you, yeah. So you kind of have to make a conscious effort to be like, no, I'm just pretending my room is my hospital room. And or, I'm sure, um, you know, if you've got other children, it's probably easy to just yeah. slip back into mum mode to yep. them. Yeah. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, so my, with, my, um, with my third baby, because obviously I had a three-and-a-half-year-old and a 17-month-old, I was like, right, had had my baby at home and then I found my spouse, myself a, a bed at um, Ringura Hospital and nice. still did like I think maybe two nights at cool. Ringura, which yeah. was really nice having that food cooked for you and that kind of being confined to that room. Um, yeah. And not that I needed it, but um, for a first time mum, probably that breastfeeding support. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can call upon your midwife um, as much as you need, um, but they're not there the same as what they are. Yeah. Um, on a maternity ward. Oh, that's a so, great option to do that. I would never have even thought of going. Yeah, to like a birth it does care depend. After. It does. Be, it does depend on the um. On on the primary unit that you're mm. looking at going to as to whether or not they've got space, but but that's like um, if you have a could hospital be a good option, birth, isn't it? There's not always yeah, guaranteed yeah. space, and you, you know, sometimes have to go home straight away anyway. So. Definitely yeah. worth looking into if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, it's definitely worth asking the question, particularly if you feel like you're going to need extra support with breastfeeding, or yeah, um, if that's if that's your biggest barrier to having a home birth is yeah. the aftercare, then um, maybe you could look at still birthing at home, um, and then transferring in a few hours after. Yeah, nice. Or hire an Airbnb and just yeah yourself and mm, your yeah. partner off there, or. <laughs> Yeah, I know in Australia they do kind of basically hotels, don't they? Hotel rooms yeah, after the birth. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so just to finish it up, we like to end um, our chats just by asking a question. So we thought for both of you we would ask what's one item that you couldn't live without um, in terms of labour or birth? <laughs> I I laughed when I first saw that and I said, to Jamie, I should probably say my husband because, like, really, he <laughs> he was pretty he was pretty critical, really. Yeah. Um. You know, he kind of got everything set up and and did all those bits and pieces, but um, I guess he's not really an item. Um. So, <laughs> as for mean... an item, yeah, as for an item for me, I think um, it would be the birth pool. That yeah. was kind of yeah. I I haven't had a baby not in the birth pool. I'm not sure if I could. Okay. have another baby without a birth pool so yeah, that, that's that was your it thing. for me I think nice yeah. what about you Jamie I've had two very different um labor and births um because after my first two I was like no way I could not do this without a tens machine yeah but 
with my third, I really wanted to experience a water birth. So I was like, okay, I've got to be, I've, I've got to not use this tens machine. Like I've just got to, I can't get attached to the tens machine too early on and then not get in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I would have said tens, but I did manage without it. Um, but definitely something for my back. So I swapped out the tens machine for a really hot, hot water bottle, which nice. I could use in the in the birth pool. Um, I just feel all of my labor in my back, yeah. so I needed some good, something good there all the time. Nice, yeah. great, and a hot water bottle's easy to to have on hand, isn't it? Yeah, and it can go like you can't put a wheat bag in the pool, but you can put a hot water bottle in the pool. So yeah. it's um, good either either way. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been. Um, yeah, really inspiring and very helpful. So, so, yeah, so thank you. And if people want to follow you on Instagram, whereabouts, what's your name on Instagram? That's a really good question, Georgia. We can tag it. That's probably <laughs> yeah, easier. I we think can, it's probably, is it just it's home, sweet home, sweet home, home underscore, underscore birth? birth. Perfect. Yeah. So if people want to find find you on Instagram they can and yeah just thank you so much for all of the mahi that you do in this area it's yeah we all really appreciate it so thank you so much for joining us thanks for having us thank you